Okay, this is Robin Harford from eatweeds.co.uk and foragingcourses.com. Today I'm here with Olya... My Boroda. My Boroda. Olya My Boroda, who is a Russian friend that I met last year, I think, maybe this year, recently. Something like that. Yeah. And I'd heard of Olya through a friend of mine and was very intrigued to meet her because she has quite a unique way of getting to know plants and so really Olya what I'd love you to do is let people know let the listeners know um, these other ways that we can get to know plants because obviously traditionally we study plants through the year till they come into flower we yeah. get out a flower key we get books out and all this kind of stuff and then we go and find out and read in some herbal what they can be useful for medicine or in maybe it's food for free if it can the edible uses. Yeah. So are there, um, well, take us through your process of, of uh, introducing plants to people and how that relationship moves from kind of generic really into more an, um, an individual way of, yeah. of getting to know plants at a deeper level, a far deeper level than yeah. botanically traditional botany. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll happily share that. Um, I'll just say that where I'm coming from is I look at plants really as our teachers, as beings that are deeply intelligent. And for me, in many ways, superior in their intelligence to ours and actually offering... um, my sense of the plant world is that they well they're older than us and they do have the wisdom that they're offering to us at this time when I feel more than ever we need it and this is the wisdom of how to how to live on this planet in ways that are mutually enhancing because I feel that that's what they've been able to do um, and we're still learning how to do it. Yeah. So that's sort of where I'm coming from. And um, yeah, I um, another word is, is is that's relevant to what I do with plants is um, my own relationship with the plant world really goes to my childhood. I grew up in the south of Russia in the foothills of the Caucasus Mountains uh, on the coast of the Black Sea. Uh, in a beautiful place, um, well, the town called Sochi, and people have heard of it through the um, Winter Olympics, but it's it's a unique uh, place where the sun shines a lot of the year and it stays warm. So a lot of my childhood was spent outdoors and the plants were always calling me. It's just something that um, I can remember as, as long as I can remember myself. And when I say calling me, I literally felt that all these beings out there, plants, trees and and, um, flowers and bushes, they they had something to tell me. That was my sense. And uh, as a child, I often went and just asked, you know, what is it that, what is it that you want to tell me? And I often had a sense of something that the plant was telling me. And I didn't think it was strange, and um, I didn't particularly share it with anybody. But then there were years and years of academia, and um, I went away from that, and 
as you mentioned before, I also learned a lot about plants um, through their Latin names and different parts that we call this and we call that. And, and, um, and that was okay to a point because that helped communicating. Uh, but I always felt very limited. And it wasn't until I walked into the doors of the um, Scottish School of Herbal Medicine that I reconnected again. I found that way that I knew as a child of learning from plants. And uh, so what I do today is, is rooted. I just want to acknowledge the Scottish School of Herbal Medicine because that is where um, I learned that... I got the confidence that I could know medicinal properties of plants by going into a direct connection with the plant, not knowing its name, not even knowing initially how it looks. Um, so the format of what I do is um, the format that we used at the Scottish School. And the way I introduce people to plants, well, I call them plant tastings, the sessions that I run, the way I introduce people to plants is, first of all, through smell. So people do not know which plant they are smelling. And in fact, it is no longer, um, you know, they don't rub their fingers on the leaves. I give them usually an infusion, so like a hot tea. Yeah. And uh, people take the smell in. And from the smell, we go straight into recording the images that this smell triggers. Um, I've worked before with recording it as words and I discovered that it's much more powerful to go into images because we all um, usually have an image and it might not be something concrete. It might be a color, it might be a shape, but whatever it is, is relevant to the information this plant being is communicating. Okay. So people are usually a little bit intimidated by that because a lot of us have this um, sense that we're not good at drawing. We are, um, as soon as we have a crayon in our hands, we feel uncomfortable. But I dispel that by saying this is not a drawing. This is recording. And really is you can be as, as truthful as you are to what you see when you smell a plant. And the beautiful thing is that once the image is on paper, uh, and we share the images, there is usually a story that emerges. And sometimes, and it, it happens quite regularly, in those images people already pick up the color of the flowers, or they pick up uh, the color of the bark, or they pick up the um, shape of the plant, mm -hmm. and sometimes they pick up an inwardly an, an inward energy of the plant that becomes apparent much later when we've gone through taste. Okay. So once we smelled, we go into tasting. So the same infusion. Now you, we begin by tasting it very, very slowly at first, keeping it in the front of, of the mouth so that the taste buds uh, gradually get involved. Um, and we... Again, people are recording their own sensations. So if they find it sweet, they can record sweet, sour, bitter. And then going into other prop qualities, like is it smooth, is it rough? And then what does it do in your body? And this is where um, 
I feel that what we're practicing here is the capacity we all have to be attuned to our own bodies, to mm -hmm. know what is happening at the subtler levels. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that taking, say, um, an infusion of hawthorn would produce some kind of, um, you know, um, hugely energizing, although some plants do, it's not, it's not, it's often subtle. And this is what uh, people find they get better at as the, 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 the more they do it. So the first session um, could be just finding your own way with this method and with, with tasting. But usually by, already by second session, people are much more comfortable. And by third or fourth, um, they they pick up very subtle things. And uh, we pay attention to where in the body we feel the plant. So is it your heart? Is it mm -hmm. your lungs? Is it in your gut? What kind of movement you feel? Is it is it an upward movement? Is it sort of, do you feel more energized? Or is it a relaxing movement? Um, and again, if any images are formed in the body at that stage, you know, we record those. And this whole process takes, at the most, um, between 20 minutes and half an hour, the smelling and the tasting and the recording. And then we take another half an hour to really look at everything together as a group and to share our um, findings together. And through that process, which is really important, something else emerges. So we build, we build a picture of the being um, through our own individual interactions with it. But the being always has a signature. So even though, say we're working with Hawthorne, which I already mentioned, you might have a different reaction to Hawthorne. Your individual uh, perception of Hawthorne might differ from mine. Yet by sharing all of that, it's clearly hawthorn that emerges yeah. and not chamomile. Sure. That would have a different signature. Sure. So that's in a nutshell, really, how we get to know plants. And for me, this work, what it gives, it gives the confidence of um, knowing plants at a deeper level, not just as, um, not labeling them, just putting a name in them and then looking at the book what it's good for because your individual relationship with a plant would always be a lot more than you'd find in any book. And also having this way of uh, working with plants, once you've experienced it in a group, you take it anywhere yeah. to any, any ecosystem where you find yourself anywhere on the planet. If you want to know a plant, you can work with it through smell, through taste, or maybe checking first that it is not a strongly poisonous plant. Um, and, uh, and what grows out of this work is this feeling that um, there are friends in the green world. There are wise beings that we can access directly. Yeah. We can, we can um, open to the wisdom they're offering and in, through this work, we can change and transform ourselves into beings that do know how to live mutually enhancing on this planet. Yeah.
So I find that um, fascinating because I mean one of the reasons I wanted to interview was because it kind of um, was an adjunct to my own way that I teach about plants and yeah. and to to you know what people need to know is that I was a rational atheist um, before I came back to plants and purely through through hanging out with them and sitting with them and getting in touch with them and heightening my senses mm. through non-drug ways I have to say yeah through almost meditation yeah. let's call it that mindfulness whatever buzzwords you want to call it um that we can as humans deepen this relationship now to some of you that may sound completely off the wall but for a lot of you I know who've come on my courses this is something that strikes a chord that somewhere it's like a, a forgotten knowing that we've We've known this, and it's that childhood Absolutely. echo that's coming back. So I may be doing some courses with Olya. She may be doing them on her own, but watch this space, and thank you, Olya. Yeah, thank you. I do hope we do something together. Great. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.